losses in a row, no remedy in sight, no rescue in sight. Wow. Like, what do they do? Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins in the same place that you found this. Cubs 8, Pirates 3. Again, nine losses in a row. I'm not wasting anyone's time with updating what that means in the standings. This is a free fall. This isn't a slump. This isn't a slide. It isn't a funk, as Brian Hayes called it yesterday. These aren't wordsmiths. I'm not criticizing him. It's an absolute plunge off the edge of the cliff. Because unlike what happened in early May, where the Pirates lost seven in a row, that was almost entirely due to the offense falling off. Guys just forgot how to hit. In this one, and specifically yesterday's game that I covered over there at PNC Park, it was everything. It was everything. I, I guess if there's one facet where you could say that was at least kind of okay, it was the pitching. I thought Rich Hill deserved a much better fate. He had some butchery behind him. Hayes made a throwing error. I thought Connor Joe could have scooped it up. Cal Mitchell butchered a ball in the left field corner. Rodolfo Castro threw seven miles over home plate on what should have been the easiest relay out of his career from the outfield. And yet, somehow, never to be outdone, the offense managed, count them, one, two hits. And for the second straight day, one barrel, one barrel of a bat making solid contact on a ball. That's pretty much everything. And as one can imagine, someone in my position, in my occupation, kind of running out of questions. I asked Hayes, plain and simple, what do you got to do here? What's it going to take for everybody, really, to bust out of this? I mean, just got to play. Um, I mean, we just got to do a better job all around, offense, defensively. Um I mean, really, that's it. Um, I mean, it's just, just kind of in a little bit of a funk. Um, just just got to be better on both sides of the ball. Is that starting to get carried out into the field a little bit, you think? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, um, yeah, I mean, it just we just haven't been aggressive, like attacking hitters. Um, letting, I feel like we're walking too many guys that we're having – pitching with guys on base and then on the flip side on offense we're just we're not really we're not putting together good at bats we're not getting enough leadoff guy like guy that starts the inning on um so really it's just all that and then just a little bit of bad luck mixed in there as well now that's going to rub some people the wrong way especially baseball lifers no one wants to hear a hitter criticizing a pitcher. No one wants to hear a pitcher criticizing a hitter. It's one of those unwritten rules within a clubhouse. You just don't do that. And I'm going to admit, as I was standing there and he's answering my question, I was surprised. And it's doubly not a great look when you're not performing well, and he hasn't since the beginning of the month. 
but also on a day where you go 0 for 4, you make the error that I mentioned, and you didn't exactly contribute much to the cause yourself. However, I'm going to offer a little bit of context here and explain to you why I don't have much of an issue with this at all. A few minutes later, Rich Hill held court over at his stall, and he spoke openly about everybody needing to do better, about all of the pitchers needing to do better, all of the hitters needing to continue to focus on the work and the things that made them as productive and dynamic. And yes, I'm going to use this word again, fun all through April. So my guess here is that this was the subject of conversation immediately after the game. That doesn't mean it's some dramatic closed door meeting or anything like that. Never really understood what that term meant anyway. Of course, it's a closed door. Whoever holds a meeting with the doors open. And if that's what they talked about, great. Because that's where the accountability came from for the 20 and 8 start. And that's where the accountability, all of it, 100% of it, is going to have to come from moving forward. Because you know and I know at this point where it's not going to come from. Because the people running baseball operations, whether from the front office or at field level, don't believe in their heart of hearts that 2023 means a thing. You can look at the various remarks that Ben Charrington has made. You can look at the couple of times just in the past month that I've asked Derek Shelton about looking at the standings or this or that related to the Brewers back when that was a thing. And he would just say, eh, you know, whatever. Yeah, sure. Yeah, standings. Yeah, I, yeah, I look at those. A lot of season left. They're not invested in this. So if you're going to see any kind of surge back, any kind of fight that's left in this group, it will come 100% from within there. And while that's commendable on the player's part, and I believe that component based on the conversation with Hill and Carlos Santana yesterday, it's just unbelievable my friends, that we still are engaged in the same dialogue year after year after year as it relates to this franchise. Do they want to win? Only here can a team start out 20-8, and eight, light the city on fire, and we're still talking about it, still talking about it. When we come back, J1Q... This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. 
Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit projectchildsafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from Joe, who in reference to my admonition yesterday that you should not be listening to this program anymore, responds, DK, you know I always press play just to hear what you have to say. I get that it's the Buckos, though. My question is, how did these bats go so cold so fast, and who is there to fix that? Joe, this will be the easiest question I'll get asked in the entire year. Nobody. Nobody. Certainly not the guy who's in place. I can't pound this point loud, hard, or often enough. Because everything that I'm seeing related to this team and the overall plunge, that began with the offense. That began with this team getting off some kind of uh, really now, looking in hindsight, inexplicable start from an efficiency standpoint, from a power standpoint, from a base running standpoint. They did everything right. But as anyone at any level of baseball will attest, the coaches aren't there for when it's going good. The coaches are there to help you adjust when it inevitably goes bad. And the one trait that we've seen above all others since Haynes has been here is that when someone or multiple someones falls into a rut, they will stay there for a very long time. They'll find a way out, and in a couple of cases, it'll be with his help, but they'll stay there for a very long time and that will hurt the team more than anything else that's going on you can get mad about the fielding yesterday you can get mad about the bullpen the other day you can get mad about the starters in this situation or that situation it doesn't come close to what happened with the offense and what's continuing to happen with the offense you want a small example i'm going to give you a micro here Jack Sawinski has 15 home runs. People even mention him, locally only, of course, as a possible all-star candidate. No, no, he's not that. And he's not going to be that. Certainly not under this hitting coach. Why? Because when Jack goes into a slump, he goes into something like the current and ongoing 0 for 21 that he's found himself in. Had a couple of nice little encouraging plate appearances yesterday. I'll give him that. Nonetheless, 0 for 21. And he's sitting there in the middle of your order. And he's got 15 home runs. And he's shown that he can do different things at the plate this year. Even going oppo a couple of times, getting some doubles, taking a little bit off his swings to drop a single somewhere. But then this happens. If your organization is more worried about whether or not 
you got the right guy or there's a perception about firing people too quickly or you're lacking loyalty. This stuff, this stuff doesn't even register the tiniest blip on the radar compared to simply addressing Sawinski. That's it. If the only reason that you fired Andy Haynes and brought in a better hitting coach, and there's got to be one somewhere on this planet, was to fix Jack, it'd be worth it. Because he's that important. But they're not going to do that. That's not going to happen. Ben Charrington feels that he and Haynes share a hitting philosophy, share an offensive philosophy that has been installed throughout the system. And in Charrington's mind, and I don't have to guess at this since he brought it up last fall, that means that both your hitting coach and your pitching coach require years to put their program into place. So get ready for years of this hitting coach. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. No idea why you do. I will have another show tomorrow. I will welcome with figurative open arms anyone who wants to come along. 